Welcome to the Working in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. I'm your host, Charles Mosesen. Now, let's get down to business. It is always an exciting time for me to sit with you, you know, and go through scriptures together. Because God has given us a mandate to open your eyes, to see who you really are in Christ. From time immemorial, it has always been on the mind of God to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom to anybody who is willing to listen. And once again, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal another truth to us today. Please stay tuned. And before I start, I want to say uh, Happy Canada Day for those of our folks in Canada. Uh, we live in Canada and we know how great this country is. And I pray that God will continue to keep Canada, bless Canada, and prosper Canada in Jesus' name. All right, so today I'll be discussing on an interesting topic. You know, over the years, I've meditated over this topic, and uh, by the grace of God, He was able to help me pen down this message. And uh, this topic is titled, What is in Your Hands? You know, it's a question. And this message is going to be short and to encourage you to see through the eyes of faith what God has committed into your hand already. You know, and to believe that you have been called to do great things here on earth. You know, unfortunately, many believe, you know, they need to have more than enough uh, before they can venture out into the unknown to become successful. Many have believed they need to be set up right to succeed. Some feel they need to have the right family connections. Some also feel they need to go to the best schools, while some others feel they need to have millions in their bank account to launch a business. Many have given reasons in their minds why they do not feel adequate to pursue their dreams. Many are waiting for that lump sum to fall on their laps before they can move. But uh, let's look at some real-life examples of men, especially in the area of business. You know, they, they, they teach us otherwise with their lives. I'll start with Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. You know, born in White Plains, New York, Zuckerberg attended Harvard University, where he launched Facebook from, please note this, he launched Facebook from his dormitory room, you know, on February 4, 2004 with his college uh, roommates. And today, Facebook is worth billions of dollars with offices around the world. He didn't have to sit down and wait for that great idea. So of course, the great idea came, but wait for that big sum of money you know, to launch. All he had was an idea. And that idea propelled him into building a brand that is worth billions of dollars. You know, sometimes all you need is just an idea. And like many people have always been saying, ideas, they rule the world. And then we'll look at the second example, Microsoft. Founded by Harvard uh, student dropout. <laughs> Looks like they're all coming from Harvard, but uh, I'm sure it's a great school. <laughs> Bill Gates, who went on to pursue his passion in computers. Uh, you know, he had to drop out to pursue his passion in computers. 
He did not allow his educational uh, limits because he was a dropout. Stop him from becoming what he wanted to become. Today, most PCs run on technologies. You know, he invented. Do not let your educational qualification make you feel inferior to the next person. You know, these are only a few examples of great people who would not let their educational qualifications, family background, and insecurities get in the way of pursuing their dream. They had something in their hand. And like this message, you know, is saying, what is in your hand? These men, Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, what they had in their hand wasn't, was not necessarily money. What they had in their hand, ready to do the work, was potential. They had ideas. That was what was in their hands. I will look at the scriptures. You know, I want us to look into the Bible to see some truths about what we're talking about. And remember, this topic is on what's in your hand. So please <laughs> stay on topic. And our key text is taken from Exodus chapter 4, verse 2. And it says, you know, God was asking Moses, and the question God asked Moses was, what is in your hand? And Moses' response was, a staff or a rod. You know, <laughs> this way, the question above was a very simple question God was asking Moses. Of course, God knew what Moses was holding. God wanted to make him mindfully aware of what he possessed. Because that staff, or some people would say rod, was to be his instrument of deliverance for him, his family, and God's people. Moses only knew the surface level of what he was holding in his hand. But little did he know that it was more than just a staff. It is the same in the lives of many today. So many of us are holding in our hands what seems to be instruments for breakthrough and deliverances you know, for our lives, family, community, and generations. But we make light of what we have. You know, God asked Moses, what do you have in your hands? And Moses was like, well, it's just a rod, you know, without knowing the full potential of what was in his hand. He, to me, he answered that question, you know, very casually. You know, of course God knew what was in his hand, but Moses did not really know. And right now I sense writers listening to me, singers. You have passions to, to write books, to sing, to, to, to roll out albums that will change the world. The gift is in your hand. And what are you doing about it? What? are you waiting for? And the same goes for everyone who has a passion to pursue either business or some form of vocation. You have a great gift. Please stop downplaying it. God knew Moses had potential, but Moses did not know what he carried until the time came when he was under pressure. You know, a time came when Moses was really pressed for a divine intervention to happen. You know, the story has it that Pharaoh and his armies were marching to destroy the Israelites. I'll read some, some, some you know, verses of the Bible in Exodus chapter 14 from verse 10. And it says, As Moses, sorry, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and saw the Egyptians marching after them. 
and they were very frightened. So the Israelites cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What is this that you have done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Did we not say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? For it will have been better for us to serve the Egyptians as slaves than to die in the wilderness. Then Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, take your stand and see the salvation of the Lord he will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see them again. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent and remain calm. And then, this is, this is the key place now. I'm going to have to dwell on this for some time. Now, then the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the sons of Israel to move forward. As for you, lift up your staff, you know, the thing you had, you have in your hand, and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it so that the sons of Israel may go through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Now, please listen. Moses tried to calm the people, like what we just read. But that was not working. Who can never be calm when they see chariots and armies rushing towards them and, you know, with terrifying screams and swords? Uh, please note, the question the Lord asked Moses was, Why do you cry to me? Moses was faced with a dilemma. The enemies behind Poshuin and the Red Sea in front. And he had to cry to the Lord in prayer. I see many people crying to the Lord for breakthroughs, deliverance, prosperity, and favor. And the Lord responses, Why do you cry to me when the answers lie in your hand? Hallelujah. There are some things prayers cannot do for you. Many do not know that you know, the simple application of God's principles yields results. And in some cases, it, it has nothing to do with fasting and prayer. Moses was in dire need of help for himself, for his family, and for his people. Prayers alone wouldn't solve the issue on ground. What was needed is action. And God gave us a glimpse of that. It was not time for Moses to pray. Many of us have over-spiritualized things a lot to the extent that we have become lazy to put our faith into action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. But we want to have faith alone and not put the work that is required to bring about the results. Think about it this way. If you are lying down on your bed and suddenly you need to switch on the light for whatever reason, would that be the time to start praying that the lights in your bedroom come on by some miracle? No. You would need to get up, walk to the switch, and turn on the lights. God 
himself cautioned Moses by his response to Moses' prayer, you know, saying, why do you cry to me? This was no time to cry. Like, why do you cry to me? There are times when God requires you to do the action and not, in quotes, disturb him with your prayers. Our Lord's response to me sounded like, you know, God was irritated with Moses' prayer at that time because he expected Moses to use what he already had in his hand. Remember, the staff was in Moses' hand all this time. That was why God instructed Moses to stretch forth his hand and not bug him with crying out to him. It is really sad to see people faced with serious challenges in their lives when all they ought to do is use the gifts, the talents, the potentials that is already in your hand. These are the things that will make a way in the Red Sea just like it happened for Moses and his people. I see people being pursued by pharaohs and his armies behind, the Red Sea in front, and Christians are shaking with fear when they have the instrument of deliverance right there in their hands. God wants you to open your eyes to see what he has already placed in your hand. Maybe you need to pause this, pod, this podcast and say a word of prayer, even as we continue. Ask the Lord, Father, what have you placed in my hands? Yeah, you have my permission. Yeah, go ahead. Pause this podcast. Say a simple prayer. Because right now I'm praying for you. I pray that God will open your eyes to see what he has placed in you. I pray every dormant talent, every dormant gift, by the reason of this podcast, by the word coming from this podcast, that the Holy Spirit will help you. Stop running away from Pharaoh because you have what is in your hand to defeat him. Now, Pharaoh can mean anything in your life that represents uh, slavery, uh, slavery, enslavement, you know, can represent addictions and, 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 and enemies, you know, pursuing you from behind. And then the Red Sea in front of you, and then we need to pray. Because these are very serious matters that the Holy Spirit is raising up at this time. So you have what it takes in your hands to defeat the Pharaoh, pushing you from behind. And you have what it takes in your hand to part the Red Sea in front of you. Just like the people of Israel who were faced with the problem of the Red Sea in front and an enemies pursuing from behind. These guys were stuck with nowhere else to go. Are you in that situation where where you feel stuck in life? Are you stuck in your Red Sea or harmful habits and addictions to drugs, sex, and alcoholism? The same God who made a way for the people of Israel is ready to make a way for you too. 
All you have to do is confess your sins and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You do not need to waste your precious time running away from Pharaoh and his armies only to get stuck at the Red Sea. With nowhere else to go, Jesus can make a way for you today. Imagine the needless waste of time and fear the people could have saved if Moses knew what to do with what he had in his hands. Immediately he was confronted by the Red Sea. He could have just spattered it and make the people walk through. That would have saved a whole lot of stress and talk. Because at that time, the people of Israel, they were not happy with what they were seeing. Actually, they blamed Moses. All of that could have been avoided if he was able to use what he had in his hands. All of the stress you go through today, people talking here and there, the situation you find yourself in, this can be clearly avoided if you know what to do with what God has placed in your hand. Now, you may be feeling small and inadequate due to your educational level, financial status, family background, and your current status in life. But here is the good news. Whatever you give to Jesus, that is your life, he will multiply and you suddenly realize what he has placed in your hands. Because little becomes a lot when Jesus has your life in his hands. Let's read Matthew chapter 14, from verse 17 to 21. And he says, The disciples were responding to Jesus, and they told him, We only have five loaves of bread and two fishes. And Jesus said, Bring them to me. And then he directed the people to sit on the grass. Then, taking the five loaves and two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. With the little that was presented to Jesus, thinking about it, how can five loaves of bread and two fishes feed 5,000 people? That was a miracle. So when you think you feel small, remember this story. With just five loaves of bread and two fishes, signifying insufficiency, inadequacy. God can multiply your life, your gifts, to feed, in quote, or to deliver for the millions of people waiting for you to manifest. And from where we just read, Jesus said, I like that statement. When they presented the problem to him, he did not run away. Jesus knew there was a lot of people. Remember, the Bible says these were 5,000 men besides women and children. So when you add the women and you add the children, you definitely have more than 5,000 people he fed that day. But I like what he said. He, he understood the inadequacies. He understood the smallness in your life. And our God will never run away from a challenge. What he said was, bring what? Bring them to me. 
God is about to do a miracle. From where we just read, you know, Jesus saying, bring them to me. I see Jesus saying the same thing now. He is interested in you. And I'm only just doing my job by bringing you to him today. That's all I'm doing today for you. For our God. Because we want to see you succeed in life. We want to see you overcome in life and in ministry. Jesus understands your inadequacies, your fears, your insecurities. He understands your smallness. He understands your deficiencies. And he's saying, come, bring them to me. I'm bringing you to Jesus today so that you can have an encounter with him. He wants to perform a miracle in your life. Just like where we just read. He can change that mindset of yours. It can cause a multiplication like he did on that day so that you do not have to worry about your billing being too small or inadequate. Now, finally, back to our story. When Moses obeyed God and stretched his hand, in other words, when Moses now began to realize what he had, you know, he began to utilize what God placed in his hands, miracles happened. Doors opened. There was breakthrough and deliverance from the Egyptians. There was breakthrough and deliverance from the habits. Because these people, they really wanted to go back to Egypt. And Egypt signifies a place of bondage and slavery. They were so used to it, they wanted to go back. But with what Moses did, when you read further down the scripture, you see that when he stretched forth his hand, the Red Sea parted. Ah, I pray that your Red Sea will part today in Jesus' name. Great things happen when we begin to use and utilize the giftings and potentials God has placed in each and every one of us. Who knows? Maybe what God has placed in your hand is the key to your family's financial breakthrough. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16, and I read, it says, the gift of a man makes a way for him. He shall stand before kings and not before ordinary men. Remember this. That gift is in your hand. That potential is the key to your breakthrough in life and ministry. But you have to be obedient like Moses was to see the impossible being done in your lives, families, communities, and this generation. Imagine if everybody knew what they had in their hand, if everybody understood what they carried, this world would be a better place. We are suffering from the lack of people who do not know what they carry. It's there, it's clear. For some people, it is very clear. But for some reason, they are waiting for, a, <laughs> for, for, for something to happen before they moved. And for many, unfortunately, they are crying out to the Lord for help like Moses did. And the Lord is saying to you, why are you crying out to me? Why are you wasting our time? What do you have in your hand? You see, the moment Moses realized what he had, the moment he began to utilize 
what he had in his hands. You can read down the story in the book of Exodus. The moment Moses realized that, wow, what I have in my hand is more than just a stick, it's more than just a rod, it is more than just a staff, stretched forth his hand and miracles happened. The Red Sea parted, they crossed, and the Egyptians were destroyed. Now, that is exactly what can happen when your eyes open to see, when you begin to realize that you have to utilize your gifts, your potentials, you have to know what God has placed in your hand. And this message is for somebody. It is very important to realize that everyone has a gift. Everyone has a potential that God has placed in you, in your hand. But the thing is, if you do not know the person who placed that rod, in quote, or staff in your hand, how can you ever hope to utilize it to maximum or optimum efficiency? The first step is knowing Jesus. And if you're not afraid to take a stand for Jesus today, then let us pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you help my listeners to take a stand for you today and to realize that you have placed something special in them. Please help my brother, help my sister to know you more. Just like you revealed yourself to Moses. And please open their eyes to see what you have placed in their hand. For many, they've taken what you have placed in your hand to be something ordinary. But the truth of the matter is, that thing that we think and that they see as ordinary is actually laced with some supernatural work that can do wonders in our generation. Father, please raise them, bless them, and keep them safe. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Until I come away again, enjoy the victories that come from you using what God has placed in your hand. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you have been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at workinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram, which is at workinginpurposepodcast. And also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.